Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and today I'm recording this fucking episode on my computer. How do you guys like that quality? All right, oh yeah, and today I'm interviewing Karen Margolis. What up? Yeah, uh, so we're talking about uh, feelings. Um, I really didn't have, you know, you talk about feelings well and whatnot. I'm full of that. You're full of, because she's a woman, am I right? But don't bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. I mean, we we what talked for like the last two and a half hours about like feelings, and I th- sometimes I think like feelings are meant to keep us in place as a person. What do you mean? So like, I think our feelings are there to preserve our identity. So we have all these experiences, right? And like, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel like me, right? That's what a lot of people say. That doesn't, uh. that doesn't feel like me. And I think that your feelings are a preservation tool to make you stay the same because who you are has always existed. Mm, okay. So I kind of agree with that, but I think that it's part of a larger thing. Like your feelings are there. Your feelings are there to shortcut your thoughts, right? Because just like the same way that like we were just talking, right? That everything's kind of a probability. So when like I sit in this chair, I expect it to hold my butt up. You know what I mean? I expect that I'm not going to land on the floor. But so it's like your feelings are kind of like that. It's like, well, we can just shortcut this long thought process instead of thinking the chair thing through, right? And like calculating that we can just, I I, I have an instinct that it's going to be okay. And like my feelings are like that. So when something triggers me, that feeling is uh, is giving me information, right? It's like, this has raised an alert in you and that's something to pay attention to. It doesn't mean that the feeling's right necessarily because you can get mad about something that later you decide isn't angering or whatever, but but there was something there that needed to, that demanded your attention and that was the feeling. Feeling drew attention to that, right? In a way that if you had thought it through, it would have taken you way too much time. You would have like, and just in life, things are threatening or whatever. You need to shortcut that. You need to make yeah. a decision. So it's the same with your identity. Like if you have a feeling, you're like, this feels like me, this feels like it's not... It's not just a me or not me thing. It's like a whole complicated thing wrapped up in this little nugget that's delivered to you by your like emotional center, right? So that you can take appropriate action to preserve the things that are important to you. Do you know what I mean? It's like your feelings are things that are supposed to be actionable, mm. you know, rather than just like an ether or whatever. So I th- one of the things – I do think that your feelings are supposed to communicate that there is some sort of action to take place. But I also believe hardcore and like that your feelings get in the way of actual intuition. So one of the things that I – Well, what's the difference do you between, between a feeling and an intuition? So intuition – Intuition whispers. So like we're – movies has taught us to believe that intuition means that it's like, yeah, I need to do this. That's actually to me telling me – Hey, you need to be sus- suspicious of this mm-hmm. because I've, I've been in recovery, all this other stuff. Sometimes your feelings are just fucking wrong, yeah. right? And they're, they're not guiding you in the right way. And they're really loud voices. They're just a signpost. They're not a direction. Exactly. And they're, they're signals, yeah. right? Um, and I think that the, actually the more intense the feeling is, the more obscures reality. Like we, we, we just talked about obsession, right? Like where like, totally. you, where you can be so obsessed with somebody, it blinds you, right? But the and feelings, you know you're blinded. Yeah. You know you're not thinking. Yeah, it's like an insane person. Yeah, and you feel it. You feel yourself descend into madness. You know you're not being rational. It's so crazy to be a rational person and know you're not reasoning, mm-hmm. you know? And you know why and you can't not – your body's so much stronger than you. Like your like your chemicals in your head are so much stronger than your thoughts. Well, your thoughts are so I actually operate under this. I think that there's only a certain amount of thoughts you can have with the feelings that you're currently having. Your thoughts come out of your cone of feeling. Mm-hmm. So like that's why like 
um, like in game, it's like make the girl feel good, then ask the question, right? Because yeah. then her thoughts are coming out of a higher cone. Same thing in comedy, exact same thing in comedy. So I can literally say whatever the fuck you want, and it, it doesn't matter. I've just seen people just it, gibberish. It's nonsense. They're saying they say a whole. Alt comedy, am I right? <laughs> Hacks. But seriously, but that's a great point. Like you can watch alt comedy, and it's you're like, what is the point of this? You're saying nothing. You've been speaking for 10, 11, 12 minutes, and so far I've heard nothing come out of you. But you're killing, and it's why you're making people feel good and they want to like you. Yep. Once people want to like you, it's like they want to find for you in court. Like you're you're most of the way there and it doesn't matter what no, you say. Exactly. In fact, you could that sets you up to say anything and have people on your side. And that's why it's so amazing to watch a professional work because it's Thank like, you. I mean, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> I've got, have you ever seen Sherrod Small do stand-up? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. So his jokes are almost, it's like, it's incidental to his set, right? Not that his jokes are bad, not at all. His jokes are solid, but that's not the point of his Shroud set. Shroud Small is the host, uh, one of the hosts of Race Wars, and you should check it out. Karen's on there regularly. Yeah, so, and he's just a veteran of comedy. He's a true professional, been doing it for 20 years. This is just, he's, it's amazing to watch a professional work, but even more than that, him specifically, I've never seen, Patrice did this, but I, Patrice O'Neill, but I never saw anybody do it really the way that these two do it. Have the crowd eating out of the palm of their hand because right away they've gone to the people, right? And been like, you're this, you're this, you're this, making fun of them, seeing the immediate like dynamics between people, making fun of them the exact right way to address everything that needs to be addressed off the top, get them on their side, and then they can say anything, anything to people, and it's a success. That's amazing to watch. It's all emotion. It is all emotion and how someone feels about you and whether it's being consistent with who you are. Right. Right. So like, like the thing is, is like my friend St. James, uh, he, he was here and he saw me do comedy. He's like, dude, you're so much more unlikable than you were before, but you're way funnier. And he's like, because you're better at being unlikable. So like the thing Uh. is that there's like, no, it's like a refined piece of shit. Right. Where you're like, this, this is shit, but this is fucking art. Like, you know, but whereas like before it was like some shit that's like, like had trousers on or something. And like, they're like, what, what is this? Is this a bad toy? I mean, lazy philosopher indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Okay. Can we, can we move off the name, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) shit with trousers. Like you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) Art. Okay. Art. But you're right. It's like art doesn't have to be pretty. No. That's not the point of it. The point is that you, the point of you structured it. Art doesn't have to be pretty. That's a powerful line. Thank you. Yeah, like I, I, I no, I, I, I totally want to say that to somebody post coitus. Uh, well, I mean, she'll take it so wrong. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can yeah. say. Does that have to be pretty? What? No, this dude that I dated briefly recently used to say, "You're so beautiful to me," and I was like, "If you punched me in the head, it would hurt less than you saying that." Yeah. Don't, don't say to me. Yeah. And I remember, and I was like, I would like deflect with jokes, and then once he was like. Well, and this was so, honestly, it was like such a nag and made me upset, but also made me want him more. It was so fucked up. He was like, well, I can't account for how other people see you. And I was like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> it was so demoralizing. But also I was like, okay, so you think I'm pretty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> you really got me with that one. Oh, I'm such a girl. Well, the thing is, is that like, I have, to, I have a bit about this, about like girls want paradox and sex. And I think they want paradox in relationships. And that's why people like, Meaning? like. Meaning, like, they want both one and the other. Fully acceptance and then not to be with somebody who doesn't fully accept them. Mm. But they need intense moments of both. It can't be in the middle where I don't know what he... Like, no, we it, don't like ambivalence. Exactly. That's weak. That shit's weak. Exactly. Yeah. And ambivalence, it's, it's just... And 
I think that like the thing is, is that people want different things at different times. And we have this false heuristic that we use that people are consistent all the time. No, there are times I want a protein shake, but that protein shake isn't at 2 a.m. in the morning at the bar or club. Like, so wait, am I lying about liking protein shakes? No, it's just there's a time and a place. And what girls, when they're trying to explain their thing, there's inconsistency, but we're trying to make them consistent on like, oh, this makes me feel good in this certain circumstance. But the person's like, wait, I tried this. At this other time, yeah. like I tried to give you flowers during you taking the bar exam and you hated it, right? Yeah. And it's like, do you not get the context? Well, that's also the irony is like when you're interacting with someone, pretty much nothing they do or say is about you. Mm. It's all about them. It's all coming through, filtering through the matrix of their likes, dislikes, wants, feelings, everything, and coming out towards you, perhaps prompted by something, but not about you, never about you, the same way that nothing you do or say is about anyone but you. And yet, especially in a relationship, and especially if you're talking about game and that kind of dynamic between people, everything that comes out to you feels like it's about you, mm-hmm. right? So we don't like ambivalence because we don't see it. And I think this is true for men too, but less so because women are maybe looking for more structure from a man. Um, we want, you know, we have to keep our shit together professionally and our relationships, everything. We want someone to take the burden of that off of us. Mm. That's so appealing. But the irony is that even though what he does or says, if you're a girl dating a man, is not about you, it all comes down to how you feel about yourself and how that makes you, like, you. it, it feels like it's always about you even though you know it's not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if someone has ambivalent feelings, that's separate from their ambivalent behavior we can't stand that like your ambivalent feelings are okay but the, but to, to come at us with them is unacceptable mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah because it feels like it's us and not you yeah that i'm just eh. yeah like, and there's nothing to sculpt with like one of the things i love doing and i love doing this in comedy is like people like when people like Ugh, or like even like something like that but you can play with that i can't play with amb- like Blase. There's nothing worse than dismissal, and that is so triggering for yeah. me too. If I feel dismissed, mm. also from just my child Actually, could being you leave? my friend, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's engagement. That's yeah. not dismissal. You told me to leave, so that's you had a reaction to me. If you just sat there silently while I talked and looked disinterested, I would just leave. I would mm. have to leave. I can't take it. Then, then you're disrespecting me, and and you're not engaged. You're not giving me the respect of engagement, right? Your attention, and that I can't. I would rather someone. I mean, and, and I welcome it. Like, I love cunty people. I love to be disagreed with. I'm, I'm a com- that's, confrontational That's cunt with a K, so we're not, you don't have to believe it out. <laughs> no, it's cunt with a C. You have to. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I love that because someone is right there with you. you. It doesn't have to be the way that I, like, it doesn't have to be something that validates my ego or whatever. It's validating enough that you're just there. So when somebody heckles, you can always work with that. Like you said, they're there with you they're just you can shape that you can work with that someone who's not paying attention i mean what's worse than that like you you can't force that you're it's like a sinking ship feels like shit it does but like i'm gonna tell you like one of the things i learned in game was there's a point where if you just sustain good emotions people fold right so like it's a million percent and so if you're just like yeah blah 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 yeah blah 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 and blah 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 eventually it is so much work to keep up the persona that this person isn't there and then if you're if you like because like a mistake a lot of guys make it's like they're like oh 
man, like, well, fuck you then. And then you're, you're, you're done. They, they won. Right. Yeah. But if you're just like, yeah, oh man, isn't this funny? Blah, blah, blah. And, and then eventually they just can't help because whoever has the stronger frame of yeah. reality wins and your emotions are meant to hold up your frame. And so like, this is the thing when people talk about emotional health, it's actually how well, or uh, emotional health is actually how well does your frame of reality hold up mm-hmm. in emotionally traumatic situations? So like the thing is, is like, there's a concept called responsibility, your ability to respond to situation. That's basically what your emotions are showing. So like something will happen to you and your ability to respond to that in, in spite or despite your emotions uh, will just regulate on how well you can navigate it. It's literally the same as comedy. Yeah. There is no difference between game and comedy. It's the yep. same exact principles. When you're bombing on stage, you're only bombing if you feel like you're bombing. Yeah, that's so true. If you feel bad because they turn on you, they take their cues from you. And the audience, this is just human behavior. It's not because audiences are dumb or whatever. It's because people want to be led, right? People want you to people want just like girls and sex or whatever and again I'm like general I don't know wait girls like sex no well I mean it's so funny okay okay, I gave it to you (laughs) but like with girls with with overwhelmingly and I can just speak from my own experience but I know with like straight women this is a lot the case this is why people like rough sex and everything it's not because i want to be beaten or whatever it's because i want to cede control for a while Mm -hmm. not in a way that's gonna actively be injurious to me or whatever like i don't want you to like hate me and beat me up or whatever i don't want a black guy later but i want to not think like Mm -hmm. i always have to think i always have to be in control and it's charming to not that's why like when i watch someone on stage and i can get lost in their shit look the comic in me is always thinking watching what they do right and like noticing the little things you can't ever fully take yourself out of that because you relate but the, the person just observing is is charmed and relieved by not having to build a splooge. <laughs> oh my God. Talk about comedy. <laughs> but people want to be led. And as soon as you realize that you realize that it's coming from you, it's coming from within. Right. So when you're bombing, you can always turn it around. Like you said, by just not feeling the bomb like that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be mad. You don't have to resent them or be upset. You can always just keep it funny and light and they will come around. And even if they don't come around, you didn't bomb because you didn't fold. No. And here's the big thing is you know how you do that, guys. You know how to know like how you never bomb an awkward situation again no matter what? what? Is you realize that that moment in time doesn't tell you anything about yourself. Mm. And that's the real thing is people think in bombing comedy, getting rejected, like that girl rejected me because I'm unvaluable. I am bombing because I'm unfunny. They try to build up this consistent narrative of, oh, because of these events, I am something. You're but, nothing. But Every- those events weren't about you. No. They were about other people. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes if you suck, like like this is also a thing. You can suck a game. Like that, that like you and can, you might. Yeah, yeah. You might totally suck. You, you might suck at comedy. But the thing is, in that moment, you're not letting it tell you anything about yourself. What I know, I have bombed. So many times. Me too. Brutally. Brutally. Like it, it, it's been. It's been so. I've teared up from bombing. I've. I've been rejected so many times. I called my mom crying. Oh and yeah. I've come home crying. Yeah. Sobbing. Yeah. yeah. And it's hurt me for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing: is did any of those events really mean anything? No. It doesn't I am, mean I'm not funny. No. Nope. Mean I can't write a joke. It doesn't mean I can't go out and kill the next side. No. Yeah. Who you are as a person means all those things. Right. No, I'm just. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm a huge kind. Yeah. As you guys yeah. No, um, yeah, I, I completely, I, I, I get that. And with, with feelings, I think one of the things you talked about, like the whole thing of not being able to think, right? Yeah. And, and, and and dissolving into the moment. That's what feelings is. That's why you kind of have that synesthesia during sex and like uh, like all this other stuff. And you want to be around people who you can vibe with, yeah. right? Like 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 where it's like I always tell people there's a difference between a good conversation and a good vibe. Yeah. 
Like, like you could probably, oh yeah. So anyway, huge but, difference. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like no banter. It's just like all like one. Like, oh yeah. So the weather, uh, blah blah blah. I just found that out for myself at thirty. It's so crazy that you're saying this now because I just intellectually I knew. Emotionally, I did not. And mm. you have to learn things. That's what when people say learn things the hard way, it means feel it, not mm. think it, right? Ooh. You have to like know from from within you where you don't have to think it through, right? It's it, it, You've internalized it. So, so with this last person that I dated, I was so turned around because there wasn't the conversation. There just wasn't. Like, but it was the intensity was so strong it was the connection was so fucking strong and overwhelming and I couldn't think and the sex was great and I knew I was like we don't have good conversations I know this I've had I, I hang out with comics I exclusively have good conversations and now I'm not but I was like in love with this person because that wasn't the point mm. do you know what I mean like the connection was separate from our interactions almost yeah it was dominated by the feeling the feeling clouded everything well like this is the thing is i always tell people like in your relationships that person doesn't have to be everything to you you know what a swiss army knife is good at nothing yeah. right if someone can be your everything then they're pro- then they're not going to be good at all the things right and so it's like you're asking like maybe it's this dude the butcher knife right but he has like a small like Fucking a corkscrew, whatever. Corkscrew is fine. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I fuck a song with a shitty corkscrew? <laughs> That's where the what feeling came from. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, it's like, um, it, it, it's it, it, there is something that can just not be that great and that's okay and i think this is the thing in seeing somebody but not looking at them i think looking is trying to mold that person into something that they're not to make to make them be our everything but this is a this is some disney shit disney makes you feel like that person has to be your fucking everything well that you know what they fucking don't and that, they can't you're setting them up to fail exactly and if someone is they're gonna find someone better than you like that's it yeah. like if someone can actually be your everything like Amen. That, you Amen know to that except yeah, for yeah. me i'm like the dopest shit like even if you always don't know it yet i'm like um ps3 in like 1990 yo but that's how i feel about myself too whether it's right or not but i think it is like and it's not just i work i work it's like it doesn't i I, nothing's handed to anybody even if things are handed to you right like you're like even if you're a trusting person (laughs) oh thank you for this masculine unappealing (laughs) ring you said nothing is given to anybody it was i was being meta Oh, you're so meta. Oh, my God. The, the depth of your laziness of philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so right now. Um, wow, a pun. Not a pun. Yeah. This guy used to make puns all the time. And I hate a pun. And it didn't bother me. And I, that's when I knew that was like a, a red flag that I ignored. Mm. This guy makes puns. Total red flag. <laughs> the pun is not it's consistent symbolic. with what I like. Yeah. yeah, the pun is, you know, we think really differently. He thinks in a really linear way, wasn't a creative thinker. That's fine. Not everybody has to be. I'm not, you know, it, no one has to be your everything. That's fine. He is who he is. But it was such a, like, such a sign of our true incompatibility on a personality level whereas i just couldn't see through it because he'd make a pun and it would literally and i would just be like oh like maybe leave it to me to make the jokes and then we would fuck and everything was amazing like yeah, that's it <laughs> it was i was in love i was truly in love and people were like were you though because you guys didn't have very com-. yeah i was in love is not the same as love yeah in love is that feeling it's that crazy feeling and yeah. that's what i felt yeah 
Well, and also I think love, it's kind of a weird thing. Cause like the same word you use to describe that is how you feel about Chipotle burrito, you know? Yeah. You know, like, so like they're, they're, they're like euphorically into it. Exactly. Like love. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, like Karen can eat a whole Chipotle burrito in one gulp. I'm little. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. It would be impressive even if you were big, like, you know, but like, this is the thing is like, I, I think also the thing is we're so quick to label the intensity. We're yeah. so, we're so like, oh, this feeling, let me, let me throw a word on top of that. And so like, let me just fuck with the feeling. Yeah. Let me like, oh, dude. Yeah. Like that's what happened. Yeah. That's what went wrong was not that anything really changed. It's that I started to, I think he did this up front and then I did it later was started to assign meaning to the feeling and it was it's just the feeling is neutral the feeling's just there it's a product of your pheromones your chemistry your attraction to each other product of your environment product of that ass (laughs) non-existent (laughs) a girl told me had a concave ass the other day Uh, um i mean you know so do a squat or two what can i do 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 okay all right let's this is not about my insecurities yeah (laughs) but but um yeah, the feeling is neither here nor there. And then because I was, we were both each other's rebounds, so it was already, there's some emotional context there. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a rebound means you're seeking, you're seeking, right? Something in someone. Someone comes along and you're yeah. like, there you are, right? And it's so easy to transfer that, that feeling of, um, oh, you've come at the right time for me and you're the right person for right now to like we want to find meaning in everything right it's like the human way yeah. we want we see patterns and where, where it, they're yeah. not and and all that kind of stuff and it's what makes us good at like seeing the big picture and it was that it was like that faculty like turned on me because i wanted i wanted i willed it into yeah. being you know what i mean i was just like oh maybe we're like meant to be and all this stuff and that was too much of a weight to put on this yep. it's not about meant to be or whatever it was about enjoying the moments what we were doing and that's so real because like i'm out of a thing and like i'm this massive amount of intense feeling and I'm just like, dude, this intense feeling has to, this has to mean I, I have to be forecasting the future because like there's like no, there, I need to validate my insanity because it's, it's kind of disproportionate to what's actually happened, right? And I have to validate it by saying this is evidence yes. of a future. This is, and totally. like, 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 oh, like, this intense, because like, because I've been trained by Disney and romantic comedies, like this feeling cannot just be a feeling. Well, why were you trained by Disney? Because that's how we already think. It's like, does art imitate life or life imitate art? Well, it's both, right? Mm. It's like, did, the reason Disney is so appealing is that's how we think and how we want to think. Mm. We want to see the meaning. Yeah. So when you feel that intensity, we want to go, oh, this means something. This means love. This means validation. This means a future. This means security. But it's not. Feelings are neutral. Yep. Feelings are not. That's what we said. Feelings are a lie. Yes and no. Like they're not. They're they're not a lie because they're they're just there. They but, just exist. But the lie is the the meaning you ascribe to them. That's not. That's not a thing. All truths are half truths. And honestly, it's always everything is always becoming. And I think the more. I, I think I robbed myself more of enjoying things because I needed it to be something in the future in my mind mm-hmm. in order in order for my world to make sense and and I, I I sacrificed connection in the past for what what was going to be and and I think we all have this egotistical thing of where we try to proactively narrow it narrate but you can't ever see what somebody's going to be to you just can't you can't mm-hmm. you can't predict it like and nor would you want to that's no. like the beautiful thing it's so exciting that the shit comes around and like just blows your mind are you talking loud enough Am I? Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like looking at my shit. It I'm looks like a party. I'm such a loud cunt. I know. I see the whole I'm just like, do they think I'm less? Um, yeah. No, I'm a huge loud cunt. Thank you so much. Yeah. But um, what was I saying? I forget. But 
What were you saying? I forget. I, it was just basically is this is that like I think that so many times we lose out on relationships, especially romantic, because we oh, want yeah. we like like um, I remember one time my friend Jay broke it down for me really intensely, and I've told the story before on the podcast. Uh, I was in London, I hit on this girl, and it, like we we just had amazing vibe and chemistry. And she was with her friends, and her friends were just standing there watching our fucking banter, and then she was like, "Hey, I want to see you again. Let me get your Facebook." And I'm like, okay. So I type in my name and whatever. And then we hug goodbye, whatever. She leaves. And I'm like, dude, I think I might have my soulmate because I'm totally like lame like that. No, and that's yeah, everybody's yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like and you I'll, feel it and you're like, here we go. And this is the thing is I dated enough and I'd done enough game to know that there was something different here. It wasn't like somebody where it's like, oh, this is the first time I've talked to a girl and this is my soulmate. It's like, no, I've done, I've, this, is, this is different. That's why I, you want someone with like a history. Yeah. What do you mean? You know, you want someone who knows the difference yeah, between exactly. the feeling and the real thing. Exactly. And I get back home and I, I, I check my Facebook and there's no invitation. And I felt crushed. Yeah, I, I felt fucking crushed. And my friend Jay hits me up on Skype and I'm like, dude, like, it's funny, I I've tell- done that. What? <laughs> I've done that. Because you don't want to hurt someone in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, she, this is what I predict happened. Just knowing how things go. She, she got out on the thing and then her friends were like, that guy was kind of weird. He did just come up to you in the middle of the fucking coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. And then just gone, right? Yeah. And uh, you weren't threatening enough for her to be like, "No, I have to put my foot down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was literally—I can tell when someone's enjoying my company really intensely. Yeah. It was—it was one of those. She asked me for the thing I didn't ask, mm-hmm. and so, but like, whoever knows if you're listening to this podcast, I still love you. Uh, no. Well, by the way, the guy that I just dated—it—he—it it was so similar. I got I, like obviously, like I've been saying, I got really into him, and we had this really intense connection. But at the beginning, it was the same shit. He—I met him at like a party, and I thought he was so goofy looking I thought he was so corny he's wearing these like dumb shorts I hate shorts on men it's just so off-putting he's like too muscly for it I was just like no I hang out with comics you know what I mean that gym body thing is like ain't my jam um and he was like immediately really attracted to me immediately where I was just like oh my god back up dude like I don't fucking know you this is a lot and he was like, can I get your number? And I was like, no, you can't. Honestly, this is like too much, too soon. I was like, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. And so he did. And I ignored him for like two months. He would DM me and he was like, I would love to see you. And I was just like, ugh, no, I, ugh, all right, maybe another time. And then, of course, months later, I ended up, I accepted an invitation to hang out. We hooked up and we just kept talking out for months and we got into each other like that. But yeah, it's not personal. It's no, it, super it, not personal. She didn't know you. Well, yeah. And that's exactly it. But like what my friend Jay, and number one, I want to get, delve into that more is um, one of the things my friend Jay told me, like, cause first he's roasting me about it. Cause we roast each other. We've we gained, we've done all this other shit. So, and I was like, nah, man, this is different. I'm in my feelings about yeah, this. And he's yeah, like, dude, yeah. I, was like, I had a real connection with her. He's like, I just want to push you on that, man. He's like, bro, would you say, um, like, let's say you had the exact same conversation with a guy or a fat chick, um, and not to try to fat shame, just a girl you're not attracted to, would you say you had a great <laughs> connection? And he was, I was like, nah. He's like, what would you say? I was like, a, a good conversation. And he's, he's like, yeah, that, isn't that interesting? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's like, I think you, you throw the word connection on it because you want to validate the attractiveness of what happened, but actually it was just... It was just a good conversation. So smart. And yeah, man. And like, you know, it's that completely shaped a lot of it is the connection is what happened in retrospect. That's what that, retrospect is the label of connection, yes. you know? And the, the thing about like that guy is what you were feeling was real confidence. Who who else can like hit you up for DMs? But like, I do that. I do that shit. So for, confident. And, and, and I was like, why? Why are you so confident? But that's the unshakability. Like I will hit a girl up forever. It's and, so attractive. It is. Because like this is the thing is because like that this is how you actually win out guys because a lot of guys can play confident but an unconfident guy and i know this from having been an unconfident guy 
Uh, she didn't respond once. Must mean she thinks I'm a load of shit. Nah, I'm fucking awesome. It's a matter yes. of time. You might have got it when you're taking it. Blah, blah, blah. You Whatever. You have to accept the idea that you're awesome enough for to hang out with me. That's where you win. And sometimes it doesn't work, dude. But like the thing is, is that's the game, man. The game is to keep playing the game and to know that it keeps going on. And the game is numbers. Also, there's so many people on Just Like Comedy, you have to bomb to get good. Oh, yeah. You have no choice. And even when you're good, you're still going to bomb. Yep. More than people think. Like, mm-hmm. it's not glamorous. Like, when people become successful in anything, but I know comedy, it's, there's no such thing as an overnight success. It can't be the case. If you're an overnight success, you suck at comedy. Mm-hmm. It's that there's no other way, right? If you're really good at talking to people, it's because you've struck out. If you're really good at picking people up, it's because you've been rejected. Yep. That's just how it goes. And you want someone who has a history of that shit because they can appreciate what's good and they know what they're doing. Exactly. And with this guy... He has a lot of faith in himself. He has certain insecurities like the rest of us, but he thinks he's hot shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was hot shit eventually. Do you know what I mean? Because I really put him off. I canceled plans. I didn't give him my number. I, I would read a DM and then just not respond. And not because I was trying to hurt his feelings. I've never try to hurt somebody, but it was a lot. It was a lot coming at me, just come out of this really long-term relationship, and I was he's not my type exactly. That, I love that you said that. I love that you said he's not your type, because this is the thing, is he needed he needed to be there long enough for you to realize your type is bullshit. Like, this is yeah. the thing. So many, because I fall into, I'm an Indian black dude. I am no girl's type. But I'm fucking hot. So the right. thing See, is, I'm a blonde white girl. I'm everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I gotta say no. Yeah, I can't yeah. Just but you are a Jew though. It's like it's like, it's like blonde. It's blonde with an asterisk, right? You don't have I green know. eyes. You know, I went to Sweden. People are like, "Oh, but you look like a Swede." No, honey, not not to a Swede. Yeah. I was an obvious Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is white asterisk. Yeah, it's white on the coast. But that that's the that's the thing is that so many people they come into this paradigm of type, but that's a heuristic thing. It's like it's like no such thing. There's no such type is the same as a feeling. It's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. It's like, yeah, like, oh, this doesn't match up with who I think I am. Because, like, this is the thing is I, like, the more sexually experienced you get, the less sex tells you about yourself. Right. So you're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, a girl, like, the first time she hooks up with a, like, black dude, like, is that, does that mean I'm a slut? Does mm-hmm. that mean that this? Or whatever. Yeah, and it it's, does. It does mean you're a slut. Ah! You're a slut. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> yeah. And, but that's the thing is that they ask all these questions within their mind because they're trying to stay consistent. With who they are, yeah. right? That, that's the big thing. Your identity is meant to keep you consistent with who you are so you stay alive. But your identity is also not prescriptive. You don't really decide who you are. That's that's not true. You can work to mm. develop skills or whatever. You can, you can set yourself on a path, but your identity is descriptive. You are who you are, and you can make – you can control your actions 100%. You can be like, I want to be this kind of – I want to be a morally upright person, consistent with my values, important to me to do right in the world. Great, but that's you. You you're that person. You didn't just wake up and decide to be that. You decided that because you're that person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You are already you. So for people to like over prescribe who they are, for example, I don't date this type. I don't date that type. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. You're you're selling yourself short. It's yep. cheap. Well, it's it's because we we want to have clearly defined limitations, right? Like so, like we can because like infinite scares us the infinite actually does scare us like and i'm not meaning this in like uh we're scared by the light of what we could be blah 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 i mean like literally there's too staring, much shit yeah, yeah there's, there's too, too much, much stuff yeah and, and, and there's too many people and, and it's honestly it's just it's just a, a lot of times it's just a waste of time mm-hmm. you know um but like the thing is if you're not a person who's a traditional thing you have to learn this is the thing is you either have to learn what i've learned or what that dude has learned or whatever and, or commit suicide yeah and as a man because like guys actually will be willing to overlook it because our type is attractive mm. right like, like it's like it's like oh no she's not my, no no are you attractive or not attractive and there's pretty much a standard for that thing yeah but like with dudes like because girls 
I, like I tell people this is like men date to stand out, women date to fit in. A lot of times, like that's just because the thing is, is interesting. The it, social exclusion on, on a biological level affects women more than it does men. A woman gets pregnant with some outcast kid, the and he dies or he leaves. They don't give a fuck about him in the tribe, her in the tribe. She needs the community support. We're a guy. We're. It doesn't matter who we're. Have, we can be distant from them. It doesn't matter. A that- woman's biological capital is so finite. Mm. It's so finite. I'm talking about biology. I'm talking about once you have somebody's kid, you're almost branded by that person. Yeah. And by that baby. It's yeah. Like that. That's crawling letter, man. You around. Yeah. That's yeah, like splooge that never goes away, and that that changes your that changes how people see you yep it just does and then that changes your future interactions with people so women have a reason to be really careful about who we interact with who we get knocked up by who we commit to who we commit our feelings to because we don't it, it feels like we have limited shots no it to does get that wrong well this is the thing is i said like when you hear girls break up they like i wasted so much time now you never you'll never There's hear no such thing as a waste of time first but, of all but like a lot of girls will say that you'll never hear a dude say that you'll you'll, you'll be like man that bitch what i can't believe she did that to fucking me mm-hmm. after all i did for her never it was a waste of time because for us dude like we're not even thinking like 49 i can still like whatever but a girl it's actually like an investment and like i've had girls end things with me everything was going great i don't see this going anywhere because i like like, i'm non-committal they're like they they girls need to keep in mind that stuff because it's actually real because there's been way too many girls who like it just they they have fun and then all of a sudden they're like what the fuck well girls have a the, the capital that girls have is completely different than men. Like, for a man, if you have... Oh, my God. Look at my tiny little... Yeah. I have to scream You're tiny. <laughs> if I have my tiny little zigzag. Yeah. If, if a girl... If a girl has money, it doesn't matter for a man, right? It's like mm, like you said. No. My type is attractive. Everybody's type is attractive for a man. So, if a girl has... Like, I, I have male friends who tell me this all the time, especially when I was like... When I get down about career stuff and what that means for me and my like overall attractiveness, you know, because I'm I'm working hard, I'm I'm starting out, but I take a lot of hits and I can be insecure. And and they're like, listen, this is for you. Like your career stuff is for you. Men, I'm telling you, don't care. No. And it's so interesting, it's the exact opposite with a man. A man we see as it's a kind of it's a different kind of resource. Yeah. Right? So for a woman, you have it's just you, you're your own capital. Everything else is incidental. Mm -hmm. For a man, who you are is kind of incidental yep. the things that you bring to the table are are your value in a relationship yeah to put it really simply yeah like, no uh, men men get with women for their bodies women get with men for their access like that just and that's because that's nature that's that, not that's not us being shitty people that's and of course you there's an element of choice and you have free will and everything but and a hot bod guys stay in the fucking gym and yeah. a giant dick if you're me yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> you spelled clip wrong <laughs> <laughs> no I meant penis yeah. um <laughs> Um, uh, swinging day. Oh yeah. But, but it's, yeah, it's weird. We have to, we have to be careful. And, and our time is also, our time is our body, right? Mm-hmm. So it's your body, your, your ticking clock. You just are. So we have to spend it wisely. And that's when, when women say it's your waste of time. So you, you literally, you wasted my life. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I have is that. That's it. I'm going to get older and die. Mm. And even if I hold off and don't make the wrong choice of who, what man to commit to, if I've waited too long, the door closes. So, yeah, it's like it fucks up a woman's life to put time into a man where it's not going to go anywhere 
whatever she needs that to go. You know, maybe she's not into kids or whatever, but the future. Yeah. Right? For for a man, like, a woman is his future in a different way. Not because of the access she brings, but because she'll have his baby. Mm-hmm. And that's your future. That's your future, man. And the thing is, is, I don't know. Like, I think all of this is really interesting. And we talked about biology and this and all that stuff. And this has been a dope episode of The Pod. Really this is an abrupt this ending. So that that, that, kinda, know, that was kind of like autism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Karen, uh, talk about biology. Uh, by the way, here's a word from our sponsors. No, um, But I always bring it back to biology because people forget. Yeah. We're, we're smart, but we're not that smart no. as creatures. And we are animals. And people are like, well, oh, we're, a, we're like, we descended from apes. No, we're apes. We're yeah. talking apes. Yeah. We're, we're texting apes. Yeah. It's, it's all body shit. Well, it's body stuff. And body informs the rest of our decision. Yeah. And this is the thing is you can't think your way into a this is the hard thing about logical logical so guys is you get validated so much for being a smart dude and this goes to feeling you get validated for using your mind but there's literally things like dude i'm gonna tell you when you go for an instant make out on a girl and you can just tell that she wants to make out with you mm. you consciously could not be like oh she moved her hands like this if there, you thought it through you'd fuck it up you'd fuck it up because yeah. like there's like a it, 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 that's that's how thoughts operate they're like uh, uh, uh like a spastic right but there's right. a fluidity of everything like that and you have to it basically dissolve into emotion sometimes and that's what's scary and that's a skill too and yep. it's hard for people also who are smart yeah because they that's part of your identity is thinking things through mm-hmm. you don't value your into your feelings or intuition no. or whatever as much as you're like i'm a thinking person yeah but part of your thoughts happen without you exactly they're they're, they're under this blanket of like this decision making or whatever like that one of the things um saint james and i were talking about i read this up on reddit where like this girl was like sucking this dude's dick right and this guy was yes she was yeah <laughs> <laughs> and as she was like blowing him, um, she like she's about she's like I'm about to come. She jams her fingers in his ass and like. <laughs> pull- All right, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and so like my computer died because uh, I was so engrossed in the conversation, but Karen was like, I, know, I noticed. Yeah, she was. She was like, uh, you, 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 but you didn't tell me. All right. <laughs> No, no, no. You just let it. You just That's let the girl thing too, by the way. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you fuck up. This is why guys stay bad at game forever because a girl will not tell. Because this is the thing, violence can happen. Well, no, and because it can get violent. Like, yeah, literally, no, totally. when a guy doesn't have a mirror showing up to himself a lot. He doesn't know. And the instant response can be re- aggression. Like, that's like, that's like thousands of years of biology, like totally. informing you. Um, one of the things I think Jordan B. Peterson says this is like a mother was trying to understand why her son was acting in a certain way. He was like in, in his teenage years. And she, I think she was a single mom. And Jordan B. Peterson was like, you have to understand that your son is or I think it was like a four year, four year old since the age of four since the age of four has been grappling with the issues that he might have to be have to kill somebody. That's why a boy will instantly pick up a gun at four years old and and pew 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 because they through biology have accepted that they need to become a monster mm-hmm. and that's a burden and that's and, and women have a different burden but that's a burden that men carry. Like I knew like I I had sacrificial dreams. As a kid. Interesting. Yeah, like, 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 oh, this is the best it could go. You said you want to mention a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, real quick, though, about the man thing, because I've been thinking about that. Wait, wait, too. can I, wait, let me just can say I the mean? end of the cum thing. Oh, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Go. Go, go, so go, she go. jams her fingers in his ass oh, and, yeah. yeah, pulls on his G spot. He comes so hard, he passes out, which is actually super <laughs> meta because the computer passed out exactly yeah. when. That is such a feather in a girl's cap, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, this motherfucker passed, passed out. Passed out. And, like, the, the thing is, St. James and I were talking about it, and it's like, dude, if a girl did that to me, I would have to break up with her because I can't. 
let anybody. That's, that's like a borderline assault, also. Oh yeah, well, it, it's also I can't have someone make me feel that strong. I would feel so vulnerable. Really? Yeah, I would be like, holy shit. By you having to end it with her, that says yeah, there's a, about it, you. it was that's a joke. Kind of, it was a, it was a joke. Though. Was it? It was a joke. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize that you seem really. Well, you like, seem like, 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 well, like the thing is, we were riffing about it. That's intense, though. Like, it's intense. like, like the thing is, is like girls have sex to completely like, like lose themselves or whatever, like that. Yeah, we do. Guy, guys, not in the same way. Interesting. That, that's why, like, the um, movie Don John was actually really interesting because. He's like, why do you prefer sex uh, masturbation with porn over over having sex with girls? And he's like, because I can lose myself. Because a guy, our 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 you, you having sex with girls is a default. Okay, like sure. pretty much a guy. You still have to perform. You have to be there. There's you have to you have to have ADD with the body. You have to engage all this other. We stuff. don't have to do jack shit if we don't want to. No, and 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 it's, it, it, there's not this ego or anything tied to it, no. right? So we're a guy. It's just the fact that you're fucking is already enough validation. Exactly, and so like for a guy, there there needs to be this consciousness there. There's very few times like I remember one time a girl was like 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 giving me a blowjob, and I was trying to talk through it, and she she put her finger on my lips, and she's like. Let yourself experience this pleasure. And I didn't realize until afterwards that I was trying to talk because I was afraid of losing who I was because I was shutting off my thinking mind. she sensed it. She knew that. You know what's funny? This dude and I, we had a very – it was very casual but intense, right? So that's already a little bit – you're setting yourself up to get confused later. but And that's fine. But um, one time he was at my house and we were fooling around and he was – he was kneeling like behind me and had me in kind of a headlock, but it was like a joke. It was, we were just like fucking around. Yeah. It was like, nothing was that crazy. And he did it in exactly, we never managed to repeat this, but it was, he did it in just the right way where I just passed out. I, that's never happened to me. And if I had known that that was coming, I would have had like a panicked reaction and not let it happen. And also I think that's why we couldn't like make it happen again. But I, 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 I just was woozy for a second. And then the next thing I knew, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, of course, what happened? Like, to me, the time was seamless, like being in under anesthetic or whatever. And he was like, okay, because you made this like little noise and you kind of twitched. And I was like, oh, you knocked me out. That's crazy. And honestly, I think that's when I like truly fell in love because it was such a like, Vulner- it was so vulnerable. It was so weirdly real and intimate it's so bizarre it's so bizarre to know that you were just unconscious with this person and the most vulnerable you could possibly be at his doing he did that right and it was Playful, yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 no, no one was hurting me or whatever. But that happened, and now we're, and then I woke up into that moment, in that context, and it was just so over, whatever that is that sets you up biologically to be like, I can trust this person, I can have this person's baby, whatever, like this attraction's going somewhere. It Something, something happened there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like necessarily recognized that at that moment, but it was so, in- it was so weirdly intimate mm-hmm. more than you would think for just a sex thing. Cause it was just a fooling around thing, but yeah, something changed with that. That is such a weird, powerful thing. Well, it's, it's that you're testing like, so like you're testing the boundaries of trust, like in, in that moment, right? Like and I did fully trust it. Yeah. And that, that trust is actually, cause like when people ask like, why, why like, like, cause I'm, I've tied girls up at blindfold, all this stuff. Like, and the first thing I'll ask is like, do you trust me? And they're like, yeah, now Paul, I'm blindfolded, but it takes it to that. It, like, it's like, oh, oh, like I trust this person. Yeah. And the trust is that, that's, what, that's what's hot about yeah. it. It has nothing to do with the tying up or, no. the, or, or any of it. No. It's the fact that someone trusts you that much. Much. Exactly. And, and not, and not, not even me. Like, I, like, you know, for me. 
Like, I have the joke where it's like, if it was up to me, dude, I would just, like, have sex with girls while writing poetry on their back, you know, doggy style. <laughs> but, like, like it's it, it, for the girl. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> um, Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, this is what girls are afraid of hearing. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't ever tell a girl you write her poetry. You keep that shit to yourself. And yeah. Never let her know. Don't humiliate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, have her find it after you die. That way you're unattainable. Um... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's like the, the the thing is for the girls to trust. I think trust is a huge component for a girl. Guys will have sex with girls they don't trust all the time. Yeah, sure. Y- yeah, but, but it's different. It's different. For a girl, the trust issue is like a life or death issue. It literally it's is. not in an abstract way. If we're alone with you and some shit pops off, whatever happens to address it's going to happen after the fact and not really fix it. You're exactly. just going to get got. And it's exactly. going to be – it's not going to be good for you. And feelings are so deep where it, like, elicits that trigger. We were talking about this earlier where, like, if you – do you have to go? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just telling – um. I'm just telling my friend that I'll she, be here in a minute. I'm so popular with him. Yeah, yeah. She, she's just a texting because she's rude. <laughs> she's gotten a whole one text message during this whole, like, what, like, have we four hours? Yeah, and don't you fucking forget <laughs> it. <laughs> text from yourself? Uh, oh, my God. You like, know, yeah. if you, you got to read Stranger in a Strange Land. That book is so sick good. I like. I What's love Stranger in a Strange Land about? Stranger in a Strange Land is about. Tell um, me a couple concepts from it that really. Okay, so it's about um, uh, um an ass. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Let me uh, humiliate myself further. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I need a doctor. Also, um, I can be your doctor. Astronauts. Oh, my God. I do not trust you. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm alone in your world. Well, well let me pull out my stethoscope. Like, famous last podcast. Uh, I'm gonna be, so I'm going to be the pretty girl who got killed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably everyone thinks you're garbage till you die. <laughs> everyone thinks you're like not. It's like once you die, you're like, oh, she was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. She was exquisite. She was so funny. Yeah, yeah. No, she was going to be the greatest comic ever. Yeah, like, no, I'm the greatest living comic. You just don't know. Yeah, exactly. Alive. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. So human beings like went to Mars. Uh, astronauts colonized Mars, and they're recalled back home. But I, during that time, one uh, they had a, there was a baby that was born, and the baby was left there and raised by Martians. And Martians are not like us. Martians are completely different than us. They're physical, like right. So we're biological. Everything in biology informs everything we do more than we think because we're met. It's it's. At the bottom of it, and I'm, this isn't excluding gay and whatever, I'm just saying to, to, to reproduce the species, you, you got to fuck. Men, men and women have got to fuck and have babies. And that ultimately informs everything. And even if you're not, you're gay or you're non-binary or you're asexual or whatever, that's oriented towards that still. You're still oriented towards that, right? You, you're defining yourself in that context. So Martians are not like us. They, first of all, they're not fully corporal. Right, they they baby they don't fuck to make babies. I have a lot of Indian fans. Can you tell what more corporal means? I'm corporal dead means no, no, that's okay. Corporal means bodily, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not they they can exist without a body. So they're basically they're like these like um, cloud things, and and so when they're born, quote unquote, it's not the same as being born from a woman, a female, how we think of it. When they come into existence, they're these little bouncy things, and then they grow up and they mature in in like a colony. It's not like this is your baby and this is my baby. So it's, it's it, their society is completely different because their biology is completely different. They communicate without speech. A lot of them die in babyhood or whatever, and then the ones that survive become adults, but it's not a tragedy. It's just how it is. Mm. And then eventually, they call them the old ones, are no longer have a body, but they're still there and they that's who makes the decisions right mm. the ancient ones and they can take their timelines different they don't because they don't really die they're they don't have our same motivations our motivations are fucking and dying mm. we're gonna die and we gotta fuck 
Mm-hmm. So they, their society is completely different. So, for example, like they'll take hundreds of years to contemplate a big decision, right? And so now they're, they, they are aware of Earth because we've made all this contact with them. So they like rationally took like decades to understand the Earth and they come to the conclusion that the Earth would be better off. It, it would be beautiful art if the Earth were destroyed, like, it's like a Sodom and Gomorrah thing. Like, we are not really a worthy species, but we've made some beautiful things almost by accident. The whole thing should be obliterated, and that would be a work of art. And they were like, the beauty of that is so overwhelming. That's what we have to do. So anyway, this baby grew up on Mars. He's a human baby raised by Martians. Um, and so he takes their Martian, like, aesthetic of life. Do you know what I mean? So he comes back to Earth. Uh, it's a wild reception here on Earth. People can't believe it. This is the Martian, right? Um, he doesn't speak like us. He doesn't do anything like us, but he's human. So he comes back here. He has to learn everything from scratch. doesn't know how to interact. doesn't know how to speak. But he's also these, like, powers. I know it sounds really goofy, but the story's amazing. He has these powers that come from his Martianhood, right? If you speak the language, you can also manipulate things in a certain way. And so he can, and he has these wildly inhuman abilities, but also he's, but he's still human. He's still, he needs love and stuff. That's where this ultimately goes. And so he, he discovers like love and the power of that becomes almost a Jesus figure and rallies people like millions of people around him. Eventually it like becomes very threatening to like governments or whatever shit pops off, but he basically leads like a cult of him and the, the, he teaches people and they gain abilities and stuff as they go along in this like Martian way. But ultimately what it is, it's, it's, it's love. Everything comes back to love. And honestly, that is the truest thing I've ever read in my life. And it honestly changed my entire thinking about everything because as cheesy as it is, that's all there is. Love is a generative force and it generates all the things that we care about, generates connection, it generates our future, generates our survival as a species, it generates creativity, it generates incredible feats of strength and, and survival. It's, it's that, it's this like ephemeral thing, right? And it comes from our, we're biologically geared towards it. So while yes, like we are capable of producing things that are lofty and beautiful and artistic, what it comes down to is the cells working in our body. That's what makes that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so after that, that changed my thinking in a couple ways. First of all, the fact that everything comes down to biology, because it does. I almost, I have such a limited belief in free will. Yes, I think you have an element of choice in everything, but I think we're very compelled to do what we're going to do. And a lot of that is just your body. You're an animal. And the same way that an ant is compelled to pick up this thing and go collaborate with other ants, so are we. That's how that shit works. And the other thing was that you can trump everything and get to the bottom of people by loving them, strangers. And that's how I live my life. I truly, I even if I'm like on a personal level, might dislike someone or have a beef with them, I love everyone in the stranger in a strange land way where it's like you start that's your that's your um what's it called that's your baseline for interaction and with comedy it changes everything because you I realize you have to love the audience before they know you like I come at them in a loving way that doesn't mean it's always successful sometimes I get freaked sometimes they are hostile towards me and I internalize that and I bought like you know I'm not I'm not one of, like, a 20-year veteran of comedy. Don't cut yourself means. down. Fucking not. Sure, no, no, it makes but it, you but like you less. No, no, but, well, I mean, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. But it's true. That's, I'm not being self-deprecating. I'm telling the truth. Mm. Like, that doesn't mean it, I always succeed in my intention, but that's always my intention. Mm. Is you have to – sometimes people make it easy. Sometimes they don't. But you have to come at them 
you set the tone. They don't decide if you have a loving interaction that's the where you can create this moment together. You decide that. You go, I don't give a shit how you feel about me. I already love you. I already accept you. Mm. I'm here to tell you jokes. I'm here to hang out with you. It's irrelevant to me how you feel about me. It's irrelevant. I bring it. I bring the party. I bring the energy. And I came here to like spread my shit. You know what I mean? And my shit is always loving. It's like, because that's the foundation of all our interactions. The same way that we're oriented towards body shit, we're oriented emotionally towards love. That book is like life-changing. That one in Dune. If you haven't read either of those, you ha- it's, it'll blow your fucking mind. So two things you get from that, guys. Is Karen just admit she loves me and that she's a fucking nerd. Dune. I'm a huge nerd. Yes. It's but I, I I fuck with I, I I fuck with this is is if you if you just set yourself to persistently just love and not let it say anything about you I think that that is powerful I think that like it's just con- it's confident it's unshakable it's un- and literally this is the thing is unshakable tenant so I've told you this before I operate under the tenant I know every girl's attracted to me period it's only a matter of time there are times and places but I know it and that's a baseline because if you start questioning those things. Then you'll 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 just miss out. Well, then you have to dig yourself out of a hole every Great time you interact with someone. It's the same exact thing with comedy. Look, people judge me; they judge you like right away. I know what I look like. I know what I sound like. I know people. We're like, actually wearing the exact same outfit. Well, we literally are. Uh, yeah, we were, we're wearing that. <laughs> it's um, it looks good on me, but humiliating for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but like it, they people will sometimes people for those same reasons people like me right off the bat. Like, oh look at this girl. Some people are like. Fuck you, bitch. There's something also about, like, you can't really, it's hard to win. It's like if you make an effort to be cute and everything, sometimes people will be like, oh, great, look at this cute girl. And sometimes people will be like, fuck you, bitch. Why do you need more attention than you already get? Why are you up here with a microphone with your tight-ass pants? I need to validate you more than life has validated you. Like, go fuck yourself. And that has to be totally irrelevant to your set. Yeah. Well, this is the thing is the more you're in the minds of other people, the more you're, you, 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 you lose touch with your feeling. Yeah. The more, the more I'm trying to receive you, how, how is Karen receiving me right now? The more I'm losing touch with how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and the more likely I am to act disingenuously. And I'm not disingenuous in fact, we've already talked about feelings can be lies, but disingenuous to where I want to come from. Mm-hmm. Now, now, feelings might not always exhibit that, but like your feelings inform your wants. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, I, I like to distinguish between your desires and wants because I do think they're different, but I think you need to know what you feel about something to know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think feelings are just desire, but I think like the more you think about the audience, like, oh, should I dress like this? I used to wear baggy clothes on stage. I used to put on glasses, all the thing. Um, just so I'd be yeah, more palatable. I used to tie my hair up. Yeah. And like, I used to do that whole thing. You know what? Fuck that no. shit. That's not who I am. Exactly. And, and, and people... People don't want. We're not beta, you know. At the end of the day, I'm the top baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's the thing. I'm I'm a fucking dominant dude in every aspect, and comedy is super dominant, but it magnifies it, yeah. and it magnifies any insecurities. And it, so you have to basically deal with your own personal shit until you can get up there there and be like, yeah, this is me. Fuck all. I don't give a fuck. I'm having a good time no matter what. Right. Well, it, you know, saying a feeling is a lie is actually not quite true. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. The meaning you ascribe to a feeling can be a lie. Can be a lie. The feeling is neutral. The feeling just pops up and it's there for you to address or not or do whatever you mm. want. And the other thing that comedy's really taught me is that what's value. Your feelings are really valuable because they give you feedback about other people without you going outside your head. Mm. So it's like so when you're in a situation, you're trying to find what's funny about it. You're not going to find it looking outward. You're going to find it by looking inward at your reaction to that external situation. That's what's funny. You know what I mean? That's why, like, people who are funny who have a following, it's because they have this this worldview that is 
consistent to them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And people want to buy into that. People want to join that part. Yep. And if they didn't have that, every single time they got up, they got on stage, it would be a wildly unpredictable thing. Well, what are what? What's her perspective going to be like? I don't know. You. It's always. It always comes from you from within projected outward the mistake and it's real open micy and it's real new comic is to let the outside seep into you mm-hmm. oh my god they don't like me no no no. don't worry about that what are you thinking what are you feeling when you look at this person what's the first thing that pops into your head that's that's the money exactly it's that magnanimity and some people just shouldn't be comics if you go inward and you're just still not funny for like five years just quit yeah just uh, quit. seriously no shame in that yeah game. yeah that's yeah fine. It's but not everybody that 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 is journey deep but guys Check out Karen. Where, where where can we check you out, Karen? Yeah, so you can follow me on um, Insta and Twitter. I'm really not active on Twitter, but I love Instagram. That's my jam. Uh, at Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N, on Hireball Show is the show, Instagram. And um, check out my podcast on Hireball on um, iTunes and Patreon, uh, Race Wars. I'm going to be in Philly uh uh, April 20th and 21st at Philly Comedy Club. You can use code Karen for discounted tickets. It'd be cool if you guys hung out. And yeah, that's it. This was so much fun. Yeah, and uh, Karen's going to be on me and Usama Siddiqui show because she's a co-star and co-writer called Brown Guys Who Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and we're, we're shooting that and it's going to be a dope-ass time. It's already a dope-ass time. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, anyway, guys, uh, like, follow, share, subscribe, follow me on Twitter because I need it. I know I haven't been back in a while. Like, yeah, I fuck with y'all and um, swag, swag, swag. <laughs>